Fables of Latour, The War of a Thousand Dragons, featuring Quentin Foote as the Dungeon Master, Caden Chad as Corpse Paint, Christopher Wallette as Ember Waves, Kirsten Gray as Fay Walker, Knut Ellingson as Nordum Iron Boot, and Kyle Trenholm Nevette as Valorous Rochelle. work is what that episode felt like also fuck craig just kidding just kidding just gotta get it out of my system good old craig <laughs> <laughs> gotta love craig <clears throat> welcome back to the fables of latour war of a thousand dragons episode 14 okay guys are you ready for this new uh arc title <laughs> No sure. more guilds oh, on guilds on guilds on guilds. No more. No more guilds <gasps> on guilds. It is now Omens of War Part One. Oh no! Ooh. <laughs> I don't like what that could possibly go wrong? Right? It's fine. This seems fine. Can we go back to the other one? <laughs> <laughs> Can we go back to Guilds Gone Wild, please? <laughs> oh, whoa, now. <laughs> but before we jump into Omens of War, we're gonna throw. This week's recap on Ken Chad, Corpse Paint. Take it away. Hello. I'm going to keep this brief because that was two episodes and there is an awful lot of information. So following the Battle of the Templars and uh, Corpse Paint uh, basically killing his higher-ups, the party diverged and a couple of guilds visited the Red Willow Guild and... Nordum and Valorous were talking shop and politics, and we met a few new characters, some very important to the Vendivar saga, for those of you that are paying attention. And I'm sure you will remember by the colossal amount of beautiful acting and role-playing that a lot was discussed and a lot happened. During the same time, in Guilds Upon Guilds Part 12, Part 2, or Episode 12, Guilds Upon Guilds Part Part two. I, I, I don't know. Uh, Corpse Paint and Ember, upon learning of an alarming vision that Ember had, Corpse and Ember traveled to the City of Three Gates, where they encountered Adriana Varen, played by uh, Kirsten's twin sister, Sarah. And after battling some demon murder acid turtles, they traveled to space somehow through a magic door and learned of Ember's mother. And uh, the paths were converging again in our last episode, episode 13, where Nordum and Valorous traveled to the cabin by the three gates where Faye was held prisoner. And Ember and Corpse Paint beamed there as well. And the party is essentially back together again. And we are traveling with the visiting guilds, the Adagi. And there's a few more, is there not? Or is that just the one, the Adagi guild? Just the Adagi Guild and then Princess Viseneth from Rogar is tagging along. 
cool. Uh, some fun stuff. Uh, Nordum was almost assassinated, as was Aspen. Uh, Corpse Paint has a new sword that talks to him. Captain Lucian is dead. But the most important thing is we are all together again. Oh, that was beautiful. What a wonderful recap. Thank you so much. You guys don't even need to watch those episodes. Let's listen to this recap. You're good to go. Well, we find ourselves once more in Red Willow. The night before, and we can pick up from here if you wish, but you had all just successfully completed your first meeting within the war room as a unified guild. And let me just say right now, single tier as a DM, because that was pretty sweet. Special time. Did you guys have anything you wanted to do after that meeting? Or are you good to go to bed and wake up knowing that you have to head towards the Scanty Harbor, which is where Princess Vaseneth has instructed you will board a ship and go to the Ocean Borough? I would say after all that, we've earned a peaceful night. <laughs> what say y'all? As what? For, for our listeners, people looking at if you have the map pulled up, where is uh, where's our destination? Like in, in reference to other landmarks. Yeah. So, you know that Red Willow is about a day's travel to Scanty Harbor, which is the biggest port on this side of the Half Moon Sea. And Scanty Strait refers to uh, a sliver of ocean um, between Scanty Harbor and the adjacent piece of land. And that sliver kind of makes or helps make the shape of the Half Moon Sea. And you know that Ocean Borough is a day, maybe two days sail from Scanty Strait up the Half Moon Sea. Neato. And you also know that Crater Bay, where you met uh, Old Man Arno, was maybe half a day or a day from Scanty Harbor. I have been charging my dice for this fated meetup with Arno. I am ready for redemption. Maybe. Hopefully. What did we do for... um, I have him in my notes as Mr. Assassin. Um, Because we had two... Well, obviously, there was two assassins. There was one that uh, the Shadow Mistress had killed when they attacked Nordum, and then there was one that was in the stables. Did did we end up doing anything with that second guy? I think we interrogated him a little bit, but... A little bit. You knew that um, Princess Vaseneth had been doing some of her own investigating while you guys were out and about, um, mm-hmm. being kidnapped, being on your own adventures, blah, blah, blah. And she had informed Nordum that he had been misled to believe that Nordum and Aspen were vile dwarves of the worst kind. Um, and that he was a guild member to the Sanguis Quasitors. Mm-hmm. And they are uh, kind of an infamously... What do you call it? Like, they're, they're pretty incognito. You know, not much is known about them. They like to keep it that way. 
think we knew that they were mostly monster hunters, but would only take like people contracts very rarely is what I wrote. Yeah. So, I mean, they can be hired to go. They're monster hunters. And, you know, man is often the monster. So they won't say no to those contracts if they're convinced. Um, and on top of that, Nordum and Ember had um, realized or at least discovered that this assassin had he had been in contact with the gem of domination recently. He was giving off residual magic to that uh, same variety. I'm going to say it's morning time. <laughs> yeah, I really don't think there was really yeah. much else to conclude other than I think Valorous, given the the antics of the night prior, he would try to do his due diligence as best he can within his skill set to ensure his room is indeed secure. Mm-hmm. And then nap, nap. All right. I think Faye would spend just some time last before going to bed casting mending on the um, ground floor of the ca- guild. She feels a little bad that um, her past and her problems came and destroyed poor Nordum's new guild hall. So she would just spend some time. Maybe particularly the the glass window that uh, Lucian had smashed through, just taking like square foot by square foot, just casting, mending as best as she can before heading to bed. Corpse will actually uh, go maybe check in with Faye. Hmm. I'll knock on Faye's door. Uh, yeah, Faye will open the door. She's not like in her armor. She's pro- like dressed ready for bed. So just simple uh, tunic, shirt and pants. Uh, oh, hi, corpse. Are you good? I, 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 do you have enough tea? I can make I can brew some more if you want. That's Faye. That's that's fine. Uh, thank you. I just wanted to apologize for the way everything transpired the other day. Oh, well, I mean, I'll be honest, I've been wanting to talk to you about it as well. Um, it's, it's, it's fine. I know you were just doing your job and, um, but what, what does this mean for us now? Like, and I, us, I mean, um, you know, just with with the with the guild and um and you know between am I still under arrest or am I free to go? I uh, why don't you come 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 inside? Just just and she'll open her door further um, to allow you in if you wanted to, or we can take a step out to the to the to the patio to the deck if you want. Uh, yeah, sure. Well, corpse will step in to your room, but we'll just sort of just stand in the doorway area like he's still in full armor and mask. So, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, so I'm sorry that I had to uh, come to that to, um, you killing, forcing, 
I, I don't know what to, to say, I'll be honest with you, Corpse Paint. I, um... Well, to answer your question, first of all, as for you, how I see it, and he will refer to the, uh, the medallion that was on the forehead of the Mask of the Arch Templar is now around his neck. Is now around Corpse Paint's neck on a chain, and he will, he will say, well, as the Arch Templar of this sanction, how I see it is that your contractor has been killed, and I see no need to push it further. So, I would say that you're free from at least the Church of Locor's grasp, and as for me, I'm not too sure. I don't know what compelled me to turn. It seemed as though my god obliged. And I'm starting to think that maybe the Templars in the Church of Loco were just as blind as any faith has become. As, as for my next step, I don't know. But it seems as though you and the group have won my loyalty. Well, I'm happy to hear that. You, I've, I, I know we didn't exactly get off on the right foot, but um, I enjoy your company. As quiet as you are, I ramble. So maybe it just, you know, you can, I can just blab at you and you won't say anything. And maybe that's what <laughs> it is. But um, I, yeah. I've quite enjoyed your company and um, I'm glad that you're around. Again, I'm, I'm really sorry that it came to that. Um, it's, I took your advice. I didn't run. I had, I had an opportunity where I could have, but um, I want, I want to get stronger mentally, emotionally, I guess. I am, um, and physically, I, I, I rely so much on my magic and the abilities that the caretaker grants me that um, I don't know how to wield a sword well. I can kind of make do, but um, I do. Thank you is what I'm trying to say. Thanks for giving me a bit of bravery. I appreciate you saying that. But I think it was all you. And if it is a sword you are looking to learn, he will just kind of straighten up a little bit and crack his neck. I think I could teach you a thing or two. Would you? That'd be that'd be great, actually. Um, I picked up this. She uh, points to like a footlocker at the end of her bed that has just um, an empty sword hilt on it. I picked this up from Captain Lucian. I, I, you were there when I first wielded it against that hag. Um, but I don't really know how... I don't know the forms. I have been around mercenary guilds and other you know fighters before, but I was always just the, the medic. I never really partook in the actual fighting if I could avoid it. Um, so I, that would be greatly appreciated. Well, in the morning, 
the crack of dawn, you can find me in the wall room. He will hand you back the sword and uh, say, well, I'm glad you're all right. And then we'll turn to leave and before he hesitates at the door for a minute and looks back and says, I don't think anybody has told me they've enjoyed my company before. And then just nod and walk out. <laughs> you have that nice that nice interaction. And you kind of close the door and think to yourself, oh, that was sweet. And to the left of you is your porch door with a small window in it. Huh? And Captain Lucian is just standing there staring at you on the opposite side. And you kind of like jolt and step back. And in the blink of an eye, he's not there anymore. I knew you were going to do this to me. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Valorous. You're trying to get some shut eye. No, I took extra <laughs> precautions. What do you mean? You, you did take extra precautions. Uh, the hatch to the attic uh, that is in your room starts to just shake and slam. But of course, it's locked, so it's just jostling there violently. And of course, I'm already in bed when this is happening. Oh, yeah. Under the covers, uh, comfy, feeling disarmed. Probably disarmed. More so just supremely annoyed. Just right. the most inconvenienced one could possibly be. As a monk, can Valorous ever truly be disarmed? Ha. Uh, Valorous, well, in a bit of a fit, bit of a man-child when it comes to his bedtime, his sleep, his self-care. He's going to throw the covers off, start making his way over to the hatch, and just give it a quick punch. <laughs> you give it a quick punch, and that's just the extra force it needed to fly open. Of course. And of course it was. <laughs> from the <laughs> blackness above... Uh, Kithlin comes scurrying down the ladder and lands on the floor. She goes, did you know that there's a ghost up there? Why didn't anyone tell me there's a ghost up there? I feel like Nordum may have mentioned it to us, but we chalked it up to, you know, whiskey and rooting around and just getting a little lost. But, uh, huh. Now there's a ghost up there. And normally that kind of thing doesn't bother me, but she is mean. Knowing you, what did you do? I didn't do anything. I saw a really nice robe. I picked it up. I thought, huh, this would look good on me, as almost anything does. And then she started yelling at me. Almost and then I couldn't get as in. if you were stealing somebody else's property. Do you still have it or did you leave it? Oh, I left it. I didn't think she'd open the, the, the hatch until I let go. Okay, now this is the second time we've had an issue with this supposed ghost. This is now my roommate. I would like this to be uh, a healthy relationship. And Valorous oh. will just start clawing his way up the stairs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you start clawing up the stairs, uh, the ladder, and you kind of stick your head into the attic, and it is 
chilly up here. Like, yeah, it's wintertime outside, but you would not be surprised to find out it is colder in this attic than it would be outside. He'll look down, look at Kithlin. Pass me my quilt. Pass me my quilt. <laughs> she goes, oh, yeah. And she rushes over to your bed. She goes, oh, this looks comfy. And then she grabs the quilt and throws it up to you. Don't get comfortable. And then he'll make his way up. <laughs> You're just here as you walk upstairs. She goes, too late. And you, uh, do you, I'm assuming you close, you don't close the, the hatch behind you, but that's up to you. I mean, hopefully not. <laughs> All right. <laughs> quilt wrapped around him he'll have his finger out and he'll just have a tiny little just little bit of flame illuminating off just a bit of candle light nice. <laughs> <laughs> I like it so it's kind of eerie up here to be honest um because it looks like there's all the spare um furniture like like the plush comfy furniture is up here um there's a couple extra vanities you know that some of the bedrooms have a few extra desks and um on the far end of the attic, quite literally being uh, illuminated slightly by the red hue of the moonlight from the window outside, is a chest. And it's opened, and it's got one rope just kind of hanging out of it. Valorous will just promptly just walk up to the chest, looking at the robe, and just, do I need to steal and rummage your stuff for you to come out and have a conversation or can we just be civil about this you get nothing there is nothing but the uh creaky wood in the wind outside there's a deep sigh he'll just a quilt kind of like draped over your shoulder still got the candle finger he'll just grab the the robe like i'm taking your stuff better come stop me Still nothing. I find it very unlikely that Nordum and Kithlin would coordinate to pull a fast one over me. <laughs> what is going on? Saying all this out loud. Just looking around. He's just going to start messing with some stuff. Just trying to be as... Not trying to break anything, but being disruptive. Being that person. It'd be like, oh, this looks important. Let me just move it over here. This all looks like it's laid out in a very particular way. Just start disrupting everything just gets colder in the room when you do that and a big gust of wind kind of blows your quilt off your shoulders well that was rude (sighs) go over and pick his quilt back up well i'm going to bed thank you for the robe make this way for the exit i guess yeah you make the exit and um just as your head uh, goes beneath the the hatch. It slams closed. And, nice uh, talking to you. <laughs> you you uh, make your way back into your bedroom, and Kitlin is just uh, comfortably sprawled out on your bed. She goes, "Oh, you found the rope." Uh, yeah, no issues. Low cold, but no issues. Hmm. It's a mighty fine piece of piece of clothing. Is it? Is it though? And he'll go to like actually like inspect it with a little bit of light in his room. Yeah, you 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 go and you kind of like find a good light source in your room. You do actually have one of the few bedrooms that has a fire in it, a hearth. And yeah, it is made of incredibly uh, like durable silk on the inside. 
and uh, a pretty like neutral wall on the outside. And you see the hood is just like unusually heavy and, and dark on the inside. This looks mighty cozy. And Valor, so just go to try to slip it on. Yeah, you slip it on, fits like a glove. And um, you see Kithlin just kind of like gives you a, a weird look when you put it on. He'll strike a pose. Uh, oh, <laughs> impressive. Uh, curious, though. I have yet to meet a darkness or shadow I cannot peer within. And your face is completely obscured by blackness. Don't sound so disappointed when you say that. Mm. Well, I've yet to grow tired of looking at that face. Although it is quite late. I do need to rest. Also, why were you in my attic? A shadow stepped in. I might have aimed a little too high. I was trying to just come into your bedroom. However, I'll be honest, the ghost kind of ruined the mood for me. I like the cloak, though, and you see she kind of stands up to use the bedroom door to leave. Master Assassin does use doors. Today I learn. When it suits me. She just kind of gives you a, a wave and closes the door behind her. Uh, it's exhausting. Flop into bed. Would that be like around the same time Corpse is leaving like Faye's room? And literally just going to say, Corpse, you're about to close your uh, bedroom door. And at the same time, Valors is at the other end of the hall from yours opens and you see Kitlin exit. And she just kind of starts striding past the war room and the training room towards your bedroom. Okay. And if you don't say anything, she'll just kind of give you a salute and uh, walk down the stairs. When she salutes, I'll just nod back and go into my room. <laughs> Not interested. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Valor, so you, you will find that cloak in your inventory. Ooh, Christmas time. Boom. From one frame to the next, the sun has risen. And it is morning. And... What do you all do? Starting with Nordum Iron Boot. Oh, God. Um, so, Nordum, you come downstairs. And Snark yeah. is already at the tavern. Mm -hmm. He's actually managed to pull out a few spare stools from the bottom of your guys's like little tower parapet. Perfect. And uh, he goes, oh, Mr. Iron Boot, Mr. Iron Boot. Uh, uh, come, come, come sit, come sit. Hey, uh, normal. Go and sit. Uh, he puts out breakfast and a beer and he's just kind of like he just kind of stands there with his elbows on the, the bar and he's just looking at you while you eat breakfast <laughs> Normal like grab the fork like about to eat and then see him do that and just like slowly put it down and be like I what's what's with this new uh, morning routine here um why are you watching me eat you see, he uh, he kind of like stands tall and he clears his he clears his throat. <clears> throat> well, well, Mr. Ironboot, I, I know that you're the new guild master here and everything. <clears throat> and you gave me some money to fix up the hall. But I mean, I work pretty hard around here and, you know, I think I think I'm a valuable asset. W wouldn't you agree, Mr. Ironboot? I... Okay, great. Um, then follow me. Y you can bring your breakfast with you. And you see he just scurries out of the hall. 
Normal will just bring the beer with him. (laughs) (laughs) So you kind of have to follow him from a distance because he's very excited. And he leads you into uh, Matilda's magics. Oh, we're wow. Okay, we're going on. We're going on a trip. Yeah, All right. Five minutes from the guild hall. <laughs> that was unexpected. All right. <laughs> Walking around town with a tankard of beer. Everybody's giving you like respectful nods. Just <laughs> Norm's tipping his beer to everyone he passes. That's awesome. Um, so he and and honestly, Matilda's magics is is literally. Uh, like across the street from yeah. from the guild hall. Norm was just expecting just to go, you know, to their side of the guild hall, yeah, not yeah, the, yeah. down the street. Yeah. So he throws open Matilda's uh, doors, and uh, he kind of stands in there, and he goes, uh, "Matilda, Matilda, I brought Miss Dying Boot," and um, she looks up from her stool behind her um, her desk. Her front counter, as it were, um, and you. This is the first time you've been been in Matilda's Magics, and it is actually the most well equipped store in town. It has a lot hanging off the shelves and the walls, and um, there isn't much square space in this uh, small building that isn't utilized for some kind of buying and selling. And she kind of looks up free from from her desk. Uh, she's like filing her nails and she goes oh hi snark okay yeah just he's over there and she's a small like halfling looks to be about or um garrick's age okay maybe like 30 and um snark grabs your hand and he goes isn't he beautiful miss dying boot and it's just an empty space of the store I, um, it's, I'm sure it's beautiful in some people's eyes. Uh, what, what, what are you trying to show me here, Snark? Oh, oh, I, I almost forgot. Uh, Matilda, I'm going to borrow this. And he like pulls a sheet off this table and he just throws it into the air and it kind of falls over this shape and the shape is humanoid. And so now it almost kind of looks like a kid on Halloween as pretending to be a ghost. And uh, Snark goes, uh, sweep. And you see this this sheet moves over to a broom and it picks up the broom and it starts sweeping. It goes, isn't it perfect? Mr. Iron Poo, think about it. I, um, is this a real person? Just as invisible or what 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 exactly is this thing matilda kind of pipes in and she goes uh it's just a spell a pretty mundane one it does whatever you want it's sort of a servant perfect can it rebuild a guild hall slightly yeah he's he's not the strongest but uh yeah he, he he can swing he can swing a hammer if you need him to hey uh that sounds good to me then uh, excellent job, Snark. Oh yeah, I thought I thought you'd I thought you'd like this. He, he can like light the candles and he can sweep all night. It's perfect. Perfect. 
Hopefully he won't be uh, taking away too much from your job. <laughs> oh, no, Mr. Iron Boot. He, he can't cook. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. Perfect. And Matilda looks at you and she goes, that'll be 500 gold. I, um, all right. Um, I'll have to go back and get that, obviously, because not many people carry that on them. Snark, do you have the, do you shall have the funds I gave you? Oh, of course, of course, Mr. Ironboot. I, I trust it with my, I'm guarding it with my life. All right, uh, then um, pay what you got to her. Oh, you see, he kind of gets like a little bit of a hop in his step, kind of just like jumping in place. And he goes over to the counter, which is much too, uh, a little bit too high for him. And he pours the sack onto the, the countertop. And she goes, that, that, that is, that is 500, 500 gold pieces, Mrs. Matilda. And she goes, all right, take them home. And she just kind of goes back to filing her nails. Now, is he, is he always invisible or? Yeah, Mr. Ainpoo, but, but the sheet can stay. I mean, I could put a nicer sheet on him if you want. We could even like draw some pictures on it. Maybe like a smiley face. Yeah, we'll, we'll look into that, maybe. How about that? Okay. And uh, normal head back. Very kind of confused about this whole... What the <laughs> heck is going and on? You see, Snark is just holding the sheet where its hand should be, and he's just, like, telling him all about his new life. What have I gotten myself into? Lonely boy. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a twin brother. He's... Fine. He is fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, at this uh, small interval of, interval of time, Nordum, you see the whole Adagi guild is now sitting by the tavern, awaiting your guys' arrival from bed. Normal, just like look over and like, ah, we still have some time. And then head back and then um, quickly eat his breakfast while waiting for everyone else to get down. Alright. Who's coming downstairs now? Everyone? Corpse is already up. If it's like after 6 a.m., he's up. <laughs> yeah, true. They would have uh would have joined Corpse Paint in the training room for a training montage. That probably is not all that um you know great for Corpse Paint. I hope you have a lot of patience. <laughs> oh yeah, he is. Valorous, if you come downstairs with your hood on. You're gonna get some funny looks. You know, it's still winter time. It's probably a little still chilling the guild hall. I'd like to think he's just all kind of bundled up, hood up, just making his way down, just looking for that that warm, warm caress of coffee. Mm. You see, all nine of these people in the tavern this morning look at you, and you guys see this pretty much set of boots with a brown cloak bundled around him and a hood up. With no face, just walks down the stairs. Good. Good morning. Marvelous. Where'd you get that? Uh, from our supposed ghost upstairs. Oh, yeah. Is it the same robe that uh, Norm picked up when got yelled by the ghost? Or is it? It is. Norm will just be like, what? How did you... How did you get that without... Or did you get... I don't know. Oh, I see. It, 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 
it was a very daring adventure on my part where, you know, I walked up a flight of stairs. I walked across a hallway. I picked it up. It got a little chilly, but, you know, you just bring yourself a, a quilt from your bed and you're fine. Then I went to bed. So how much ale did you have when you saw this ghost? None. It was early in the morning. I got up, went there, no ale, partaking yet. Well, maybe that's the problem. You're having withdrawals. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It was not. So why is everyone staring at me? Like, it, it this is not the first time you've seen me. I mean, we can't see your face, Valorous. Right? Am I understanding that correctly? Like, yeah, he's no, completely just... shadowed, shadowed? Yeah. Yeah. And... You see the huge orange dragon blood, uh, Drekenstaff, who's their wizard, just kind of approaches you, Valorous, and he's just looking you up and down. He's waving oh. some wand around your face. Okay, that's too close, buddy. Too close. Too early in the morning what? for your antics. Where's your face? <laughs> right he here. He just, like, pokes you with his... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Goes and sits back down. Why is all the Adagi Guild like this? Why? Norda, why did you agree to this? You got to agree to some things that you're not quite fully okay with, but just compromises. We have to compromise, Radris. Fine. And Princess Vesana speaks up. Speaking of compromises, I believe it is now your turn to uphold our end of the bargain. Yeah, the coming with you part. Yeah. Yep. Um, that that is that was part of the bargain. Um, may we make a few stops along the way to where we need to go? And are they on the way? They are on the way. Just like a little bit off of the way, but in the same general direction. Yes, I suppose that'll be fine, Nordum. If I may interject here, we are all leaving, correct? I don't know who you're asking, but just out to whoever, whoever the heck wants to answer, really. <laughs> Whether it's Nordum, Viseneth, uh, Princess Viseneth is like, yeah. my, my people will not be staying behind and Nordum did make it sound like your guild was adjoining us, so... Okay. Um, uh, friends, I don't know if you remember this, but um, the very first night we were in Red Willow, we were the city, the town was attacked, and there was no guild to protect it. Do we have an alternative? Do we have a solution for that? If we leave, for however long this is going to be, Who's staying and protecting Red Willow? I know we got Snark and Kranz and Aspen. You know, Aspen, I know, can take care of himself. Snark is crafty. He was a leader of a goblin horde. Um, But what like what are what are we going to offer in protection for Red Willow here while we're gone? Just a suggestion. I mean, we we have enough, I would say, equipment and armor in our armory here that we could 
just have the town take up their own arms with the lead of Aspen and he could help them if anything does arise. We shouldn't be... I, I, I could try to unchisel their the, the guardian's feet if you want, Iron Boot. Uh, may, maybe the, the statues could then roam. I, I don't really know. But they seem to be planted right now. I like I like that idea. And then for the most part, I would say a lot of these people are capable and taking on at least a little bit of a fight if it does arise. Princess of Seneth looks at you all without further ado. I mean, yes, but also, uh, Nordum, what is that? And he'll gesture over to, like, the, like, ghostly silhouette character thing that's just existing. Oh, uh, yeah, that's, um... See, Snark brazenly steps in front of Iron Boot. He's the newest member of the Red Willow Guild, Valris. Newest worker of the Does Red Willow Guild. Does he have a name? I, I, I'm working on a name. You don't want to jump into these things. I mean, fair. You're not wrong. I mean, once Just he learns it, you can't change it. Look over to Nordum. He's like, what? what's going He's on a, here? It's like a maid... Um, he technically is invisible, so we put the sheet over him so we could see him, so we don't bump into him. Uh, <laughs> but he he basically can sweep and fix and light the torches, you know, the basic stuff. Grab me more coffee. <laughs> see, this sheet just kind of floats behind the tavern. And it brings out a coffee pot and pours it into your cup. What? Snark gives you like, uh-huh. Alaris, where are your manners? Oh, right. Thank you. <laughs> and you see Snark slams a small little pot on the bar. And he goes, I will be taking suggestions for names. Just write it on a piece of paper and drop it in here. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so you just happened to come across this? wonderful addition with no monetary attachments and he'll just look at Nordhem. Snark went to Matilda's and put a nice hefty bill for me to pay to get this. Let's just say that. And I'm sure you just said, yep, yep, that's fine, right? Well, he's Apparently, he can fix the guild hall and make tables and chairs. So that's what I originally sent him out, Snark, to get. And Big now, Snark. now, apparently, this one will just forever stay with us instead of someone just fixing the guild hall and then moving on. So hopefully, by the time we get back, uh, this sheet thing will uh, fix the guild hall and you'll like kind of say in like an order way to make him start fixing. See, the sheet just kind of floats into the tower to grab some tools and supplies. Oh, I don't even want to know how much money you spent. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I, just, says, I don't need this. Within, within the next decade, he'll have paid for himself. Hands down. Oh, good. I'm hoping sooner like than that. <laughs> 
you can just see the eye just twitching on Valorous. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what have you done? What did you do? What did you do? I imagine just like Agen is standing there kind of patiently and sort of just like looking to corpse paint like... Uh, is, is this a regular thing? <laughs> Corpse <laughs> kind of shrugs like... Yeah. Mm. Alright. You guys... You see, Kranz already has your guys' cart with Craig set up. Lightning is available if anybody feels they need to take their own horse. What's uh, the Daji Guild traveling in? They each have their own horse. Okay, they're just horsing it? Yeah, they've been uh, stalling them at the uh, saddle in. Okay. With Mr. Oins. And Ernest is not here, right? We've kind of established that last episode. He's on his Ernest. way. He's on Ernest his way. On his way. <laughs> He's uh, <laughs> that we to be determined. <laughs> <laughs> he did not come with a tracking number, but uh, you know, <laughs> it'll be like a very, it'll be like all those cliche like fantasy films of like the most dire of needs. You look to the hill. There's, there's Ernest. Ernest. And there's Ernest. <laughs> <laughs> Ernest with the cart. <laughs> I gotta make a note of that. <laughs> okay. You I already have now. a couple of names for the the, oh, the, the servant, by the way. <laughs> good. Good. Uh, make note of them somewhere. Oh, I did. You're gonna <laughs> okay, hate good. me for it, I think. Nope. Um, um, Faye will just quickly grab a shield from the training room since she lost hers. Yes, good call. Um, it's not as nice, but it's a shield nonetheless. Yep. Yep. And I think we could also um, make uh, the new maid, as Nordum put it, um, <laughs> his name a poll on social media for everyone to take part in. But anywho's it's you are mounted up one way or another. No doubt Nordum Iron Boot is on his opal bison bear. Yeah, he'll be on that for at least the first little, bit, the first little bit. Yeah. And you are traveling through snowy terrain towards what I imagine is Crater Bay. Or are you going to hit that on the way back, Valorous? Valorous will, as best as he can, try to curate the the, the trip to Crater Bay first. But if it, if he's getting nothing but opposition, he's going to be like, fine, fine, whatever. I'll just nap in the back. Don't mind me. All right. No worries. Cr- Crater Bay was also the place that we were going to get the food from anyways, right? You had considered it, yeah. but you knew Crater Bay wasn't the biggest of the port towns to secure mm-hmm. food, but you knew you could get some. But definitely perhaps, not all of it. Perhaps we can get some from the Scanty Harbor. If it's like the biggest harbor around, they might see a influx of different wares and vendors, right? Yep. Maybe. Uh, Agen actually attests to that. He goes, yeah, Sc- Scanty Harbor is kind of one of the best places for securing goods, exotic goods. Things that come and go on boat by boat. I think we should still maybe just check out Crater Bay, see like what kind of situation they are in, and maybe we can get a deal from them, because it would be also closer for the our carts to travel to get the food. And then if it's nothing really much there, then back on to Crater Bay. Or sorry, on to uh, the Strait. The Strait. So 
by late evening, you guys pull into you pull into Crater Bay, a small, quaint seaside town, village really. A um, couple hundred people live here. A lot of just hay-strewn shacks. Um, the beach that forms the main part of Crater Bay is just lined from one end to the other with fishing boats. Nothing bigger than a small, single-masted vessel. Um, and Valorous, right off the bat, you spot the island that old man Arno is on. And Agen speaks up. He goes, well, I know for a fact there's no inn. I don't know what you guys are planning on doing about accommodations, but I'm going to start setting up my camp. I'll assist you. Thank you very much. Bay leans to Valorous, because I'm assuming Valorous is the one with rent a tent. Probably. Probably, yeah. Do we offer to share? I I don't think we have quite enough room for everyone, but... I mean, remind me, it's four and four, or is it two and two? What, what, three what and was three. It? it was three, three and three. three. <laughs> I was like, oh, of course, the one iteration I didn't touch on. I mean, we uh, could yes. uh, offer it to the princess. Mm. It's good to be in with royalty. <laughs> It's they good are, to be in with royalty. They are a very strong and powerful nation along this continent. The more allies we can get right now, the better. How about we set everything up, we draw straws, and who wins, wins. Equality at its finest. <laughs> oh, oh gosh, she could have my room. No, 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 no. You're part of this band. You deserve to treat yourself. I think Corpse Pain is surprised that <laughs> Valorous would say such a thing to him. <laughs> just, oh. uh, just take it back. I was like, oh. oh. <laughs> um, Princess Viseneth looks at you guys and she goes, you know, they, they do call me the Paladin of Death. I, I am comfortable to sleep outside if I must. Paladin of Death. That has a very nice ring to it. I didn't know that. Uh, why? Why do they call you the Paladin of Death? Uh, I wouldn't call it. I'm like the Arch Paladin or anything, but you know, I am a top Paladin because I am the princess, and we do worship Skalgur, the God of Death. And I do happen to be a devout warrior in his name. And you know how names go. You guys probably have names, right? Mm-hmm. Last I checked, yeah. yeah. What, what you, you see? <laughs> you see, Kithlin goes, uh, "Oh, what's what's your name, Valors?" <laughs> wow, who would have guessed? Loves Kithlin. She's <laughs> 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 fine. <laughs> she just casually dies in her chair every time. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, Valors. Uh, what's your name? I thought it was just Valorous. Ha ha ha. Valorous will give rent a tet to Faye. Be like, I have a date on this island, if you excuse me. And he'll right. go off to try to find the same human as last time. 
You see um, Nordum as Valor's walking off. Kithlin sidles up beside you and she goes, wait, does he really have a date? As far as yeah. I know, it's with a very old man, so... Uh, <laughs> oh, look! <okay. laughs> you... I, I the couldn't plot tell twist. <laughs> Last time he left, he said it was for personal reasons, and he didn't really explain too much why he was with that old man, but you you seem to figure out things pretty quickly. I'll leave that one to you. Challenge accepted. Should we she she kind of goes over... <laughs> She goes to help over uh, Aegon and Corpse Paint set up a tent. They throws rent a tent onto the ground. <laughs> you see the whole Adagia Guild just kind of like takes a step back. And Drekken Staff says, You guys have a thing for magical stuff, eh? I, I mean, this is just like one of a couple things that we have. Yeah, I've noticed. I'm, I can relate. I love magical stuff. You see, this is like the most excited he's been since you have met him. I'm I'm just quite surprised you don't have one of these. A rent a tent? I've never heard of such a thing. It's brilliant. Right? That's what I thought when we bought the thing. It was amazing. And, and Valorous would piss himself as if he was here, but Drekensef actually asks, can I go inside? <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with it. <laughs> Faust <laughs> yeah. running from the boat. Don't let the dragon board in. <laughs> he just has a chill go down his spine. Yeah. <laughs> um. Nice. So you guys all enter inside. Whoever sleeps in there's whatever. Who cares? <laughs> um. Valorous. It's evening, and you see that young fisher um man, fisherman man, that you uh caught a ride with uh, coming in for the day. And he's just uh, bringing his boat up to the sand, actually. Good evening. Do you remember me? Oh, it's Valorous, right? Damn right. Are you back to uh, meet with Arno? Uh, Yeah, hopefully it goes a little better this time. I'm hoping to convince you to take me out there again. Uh, Same arrangement. Absolutely. You just you give me notice, and I'll be here any day of the week. And you'll flick him a gold coin, and off we go. All right, you guys, hop back in that boat. Um, yes, Faye, you can have cast enhance ability if you'd like. Thank you. I will give him cat's grace. I'm sure you're a monk, anyways, so I'm sure you're super super dexterous. But you have advantage on dexterity checks. Okay. I can't take damage from falling 20 feet or less. What's 20 feet of fall damage going to do to Valors on any day? That's what I thought. <laughs> Monk shenanigans. That's fine. Monk shenanigans. So, Valorous, the hull of this uh, small little rowboat bangs up against the island. And you, you clamber off and... Did I name this guy? I don't think I did. If you did, I definitely did not write it down. I don't think I did. I'm gonna go with Billy. <laughs> I like Billy. <laughs> Billy the Fisherman's. <laughs> and he says, I- "I'll just, I'll just hang around the uh, the edge this time. Wait for you." Thank you, Billy. And he's just confidently marching his way up to that hut. 
All right. This time's going to be different. I know it. Psyching yourself up. Yep. So you, um, you walk past the cabin and it has the hole that has the shape of your body still on one wall. And old man Arno is sitting cross-legged, uh, dead center on the island, sort of by that ash tree that you remember. And there's a, a, a layer of snow on the island. Um, as even right now, it's kind of the dead of winter and the snow is managing to settle on the coastline. Um, but there is a perfect ring of dry green grass around him with snow surrounding him, maybe a foot out. And he's just in a deep meditation sitting there. Valor Valorous will just start making his way over to uh, Master Arno. I you think approach he... him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to think once he gets to a certain distance, he'll just kind of stop and just wait for him to finish meditation, or if he just immediately acknowledges me on approach. He gestures the palm of his hand just in front of him for you to kind of like sit down and join him in this meditation. <sighs> it's not my usual cup of tea, but... And he will uh, sit down to join him. I am glad to see you've returned, Valorous. I'm one for redemption. I don't appreciate being blown through your wall, but... I suspect not. Have you had time to think on our lesson? I have been diligently practicing every morning. Good. One more... Let's just call it a free piece of advice. Patience will be your greatest ally in a life out of adventuring, Valorous. I wouldn't say patience isn't my strong suit, but I'll do my best. That's all I can ask. Assume your form. And he will give himself a maybe like 10 feet distance and just square up and go through the motion. Well, prepare to do the motion because I'm sure I have to wait for the shenanigans to happen. Yeah. So you kind of stretch your muscles, call on that muscle memory, and you see he starts to put his arms into a wide, um, almost like dance and you see the sparks around his fingertips start to grow. And eventually he aims his hands at you and releases a bolt of lightning. Now I will take a wisdom check. Of course, of course. It. Oh, yeah. That's a 19 plus four. All right. 23. You catch this bolt of lightning. And realize you have no idea what to do with it. And it explodes in your face. Yep, that fully tracks. <laughs> I completed step one. What's step two? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you take 17 points of lightning damage. <laughs> and you're standing on end. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. A little bit of smoke tendrils coil off of your uh, head. And he comes up to you and he 
extends his hand out for you to take. Uh, and he'll try to extend an arm out to him, but I imagine he is uh, quite stiff and rigid with his movements right he now. Is. You are. He kind of closes the gap and he clamps onto your forearm. And as he does so, you feel this pulse of just warm, soothing energy. And you are are restored to full HP. Plus 10 temporary hit points. And inspiration. Ooh. Damn. Arno pulling through. (laughs) He goes, I'm impressed, Valorous. You got this on your second try. Not many can say that. Uh, Thank you. That's much better. Can you please tell me what the next steps are after you just fling stuff at me instead of it just detonating in my face? I can. Do you have anywhere you need to be right away, or can we spend a few hours on this? Some time. All right. So over the course of a few hours, he shows you the motion to then redirect the lightning in your chosen direction. And you guys just spend a couple hours of him shooting lightning at you and you attempting to redirect it. We will say that's just kind of where you end. Just lightning just randomly ricocheting off the island. Yeah. Oh, that's a cool visual. You guys are just sitting in your rent tent and you see this bolts of lightning shooting to and fro into the sky from this teeny little island. <laughs> and what does rent a tent look like? Imagine a big dinner was prepared for, for everyone. Who's on cook duty? Damn, I was just <laughs> going to say we should have brought the maid boy. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> you see, um, Lady Law actually does start like boiling some potatoes on your guys' one of your two um, wood-burning stoves. Corpse will actually approach. Out of all the seemingly uncharacteristic things that Corpse is doing, let's add this to the list, he will go up and say, May I be of assistance? She looks at you with her uh, big blue eyes. She goes, only if you wish to be, but I wouldn't say no. Well then, what can I do? She um, points to like a pan and um, just like some like raw like uh, cutlets, like pork cutlets. She goes, well, you could fry those up for me if you wouldn't, uh, she wouldn't mind. Oh, yes, of course. Seems like an easy enough task. And uh, he will take off his gloves and do that. Oh, nice. She uh, she looks at your hands, which I can only imagine are just scar tissued and cut up. Yeah. <laughs> and um, she says, you you've lived a rough life. That is evident. What makes you want to do good? I have only just started to think about this recently. I feel my my race have been given a bad reputation of being brutish and blood-hungry. I like to think you aren't born to be something, but rather you are who you choose to be. Those are wise and beautiful sentiments, Corpse Paint. I can see why you and Egan have a friendly connection. <laughs> I must admit, because probably I haven't been able to up until now, it's been nice to 
have companions. I was I was a berserker in the Kintar army for quite a while, and after that I was taken in by the Temple of Lokor, where we were forbidden for forming relationships, and suddenly I was sent to fight an ice demon, and then I wake up in a camp with a keist, and kind of look back to Ember, and then after that day, nothing's been the same. She says, um, those Templars are such a brutal religion. I've often found that companionship is what makes us unique, capable of overcoming the impossible. I'm starting to see the value in that. You see, she kind of like nonchalantly points to like some spices in the bag. <laughs> what are Nordum and Faye doing? Uh, Norm would probably go maybe find a fisherman who's just slowly wrapping up for the day. Maybe uh, purchase some sea creatures from him to eat and bring them back and toast those up. Nice. Smart. That, uh, that'll run you probably about a gold piece if you're going to get quite a bit for everybody. Yeah, I'll get like enough to give everyone quite a bit, right? And you see um, the fisherman goes, uh, oh, I haven't seen you around here before. Hey, because uh, I'm I'm not from around, well, this town at least. Oh, wh- where, where are you traveling from, young man? Uh, from Red Willow, actually. Oh, are you a part of the guild? Aye, I am. Oh, finally, we didn't think you guys were coming. You, you're, you're here to deal with the monster, right? Yes, it's uh, definitely on on the list. Um, yes, pretty much. Uh, what's what's the information you got on it? Oh, a horror made purely of nightmares. It's just I've only seen it once, and it was off on a distance. And let's just say the boat it was attacking. Those sailors didn't live to see another day. I um. How big was the boat? At three masts. Probably, probably a hundred sailors aboard. Just tentacles everywhere. Just pulled the whole thing underwater. Perfect. Uh, that's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> that's Just scratching uh, your head. <laughs> great news. Um, <laughs> and uh, do you know where the last time it was seen? It spends most of its time out by Scanty Harbor, uh, as as you as uh, well. If you didn't know, it's the main port. It's where most of the big ships, you know, dock for a night and make their way to the Half Moon Sea or back out into the Boundless Ocean. Uh, you can meet the Dawn Captain there. She she's the one who organized all us coastal towns to put in a bid for the Red Willow Guild. Perfect. I will. Um... I'll go see her then. Oh, that that would be wonderful. Well, uh, don't don't go traveling too far out there for the meantime, I guess. Um, till well, we get I, this I, all figured out. I, I won't. Thank you, good dwarf. I, I'll let everyone know that the Red Willow Guild is on the job. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Faye. Um, Faye is. 
She won't engage in conversation quite yet, but she is just going to keep a light eye on Kithalin, the shadow mistress. Yep. Um, and just, uh, yeah, just kind of gauge about, just gauge her a little bit. She, um, Faye hasn't been around a shadow scorn for for a short number of years so she's just curious if anything yeah. see if she can kind of gauge but maybe where she's from specifically in the shadow scorn kingdom or or anything but won't really approach for conversation quite yet and she sees that she's kind of buddy buddy with valorous and just wants to know the intentions with that yeah. too <laughs> so She's just sitting by Egan as the two of them are uh, resting on the couch. Well, there's two couches that face um, the large uh, table in the rent tent and they're just kind of sitting next to each other. Um, Drek and Staff is, as usual, pouring over a book and um, Princess Vaseneth. It just looks like she's like in deep thought. And um, as you're watching them periodically throughout the night, you see she's pretty like She's pretty buddy-buddy with Aegon, to be honest. Um, they're pretty close together. But at one point, probably when you guys are all seated for dinner, and there's an awkward silence, she'll look at you. Do you like what you see, or did you want to <laughs> ask something? Um. I mean, I've just... It might not surprise you that I noticed you staring at me all night. It's kind of my job, after all. Hey, I didn't didn't mean any offense. I'm sorry. Um, it's just it's rare to see a shadow scorn outside of the outside of your your home. Unless you're a slave, right? Yeah. And just curious. That's all. Well, my story, if you must know, begins like most shadow scorn, stolen from my home and. Sold just to make a profit. But not all these stories end in tragedy. I did grow up in Alamenzen. I was sold to a wealthy family. And I was trained to be an assassin. Of course, the mistake was theirs. When I had honed my skill enough to kill them all and start my own life in the East. How did you happen upon the Adagi Guild? I guess, how, how did you guys all meet? you don't mind telling your story? Uh, Drekenstaff says, well, my position has been a position maintained since really the beginning of the Rogarian family. I am the royal wizard. When one Drekenstaff dies, another takes his place. So on and so on. Drekenstaff is not your name, it's your position. It is, it it means the dragon staff. Do you have a name? Dragon staff will do. And Lady Law says, um, actually, Aegon contacted me. I normally live in Iridania. And he said he needed my help to stave off something much worse. And Aegon says, when I was a younger half-orc, I was in some trouble, got in over my head, and I hired Kitlin 
to get me out of said trouble, and she did so with utmost efficiency. We've just been kind of traveling together ever since. And the work is fine in Relgar, might I add. Dragonbloods love their coin, and love spending it. Oh, it's interesting how the misfits of the world find each other, isn't it? They all kind of nod their heads. Enough of that, um, you know, weird, awkward conversation. Uh, Faye will raise her cup and to, for cheers um, to new friendships and to new compatriots. Hoping someone will cheers with her. <laughs> oh, yeah, everyone. The Adagi Guild cheers anyways. Oh, and I feel like as this happens, Valorous, you kind of walk inside. Having successfully done your task with Arno. And you see everyone is cheering and spilling ale all over the table and the books and just making a mess of things. That seemed to be in good merriment. Hope you saved one for me. All right. I mean, Faye would have saved a spot next to herself for Valorous, but who knows if Kithlin <laughs> has a different story. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, Valorous is beelining it for Faye. Oh, good. No, for sure. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Question. Would, would have Norm heard any, like, myths or, like, legends of the Rogarian royal family while he was in the yeah. Silver Rock? Yeah, you actually probably would have. You would have been absolutely at the top of all of those, like, you know, stratagem meetings and... Yeah. Uh, um, what do you want to know? <laughs> I just want to, like... Basically, he wants to almost make small chat with the princess and, like, ask him, like, was this true? Is this... Is this really... Is this just propaganda or is this just actually... Right. But I'm not sure what would have been kind of said on their end sorry for throwing yeah. that on you so quickly I, th I think you'll find that she's quite like amiable to answer most of your questions mm -hmm. um, she does talk about her siblings um, she says I, I am the one who was sent on ambassador missions I'm the cool calm and collected one of the three of us my brother Dusanith he is the confident one he is a fighter unlike I have ever seen. And you see Agen kind of like chuffs at that. But he shows a lot of potential to be a fair-headed dragonblood. And Renalia, well, let's just say she best suits the stereotype of a power-hungry queen. She's the eldest. When... Our parents died. It fell to her to lead the country. Me and my brother have made our peace with that. But she doesn't make it easy to always follow her lead. And you see, like, some of the Adagi Guild are kind of surprised she's, like, sharing that information. But she's very confident in the fact that she's sharing that with you. Mm -hmm. And you gather it's like she believes in, in building trust and, and, and bonds with people. Mm -hmm. So she's the type that would be if something bad happened, she'd immediately go to war kind of thing. Let's just say that's why I'm here, Nordum, and not her. Aye, all right. Sorry, just a just a quick question to, to ask. Yes? Do they all know that you're here having this meeting? 
Is that all common knowledge within your oh, yes. royal circuit? Okay, okay. Absolutely. One of us had to go, and it's usually me. The paladin of death. She says, uh, well, I must retire for the night. I expect we will all be up bright and early to head to Scanty Harbor. And with that, she exits the tent. Aegon follows. And that is where we will take our first break. In a world created by a dream, there lives a place of forgotten evil. Long fallen into obscurity and legend, a fortress swallowed by the earth beckons four heroes with the promise of a mythic apple said to possess the power of healing any ailment. A tabaxi searches for faith, guided by the playful paw of their goddess on their first adventure. A bard searching for hope, haunted by the fallen ruler of an ancient evil that stole them from their muse. A turtle searching for truth, fighting against injustice but plagued by doubt. And a goblin searching for self, escaping his grief by shaking hands with a malicious archfey. A story of overcoming fear in the face of adversities. Join the Storyteller's Tavern as they descend into the sunless citadel and summon light that vanquishes the darkness within the fortress's tortured halls. What is up fellow kids? This rap goes out to all the Gen Zs on TikTok. Light it up fam. Yo. Follow us on TikTok, use our content be bussin'. Every single day and night we straight up be hustlin'. Fables of lit or be spittin' straight fire. Lighting up that beat like a funeral pyre. If you want dwarves, dragons, and more. No one tears it up like fables of lit or. Follow us on TikTok. Hello one, hello all. We truly hope you enjoy listening to our podcast as much as we enjoy making it. It would mean the world to us if you could rate and review The Fables of Latour. It goes a long way to growing our community, and to put it plainly, we just love hearing from you. So thanks again, and as always, we'll see you in the wilds of Latour. What's Ember doing? He's just keeping quiet. I'm guessing he's along for the ride. Yeah. Okay. Just- just staring at his mechanical hand, just like, oh, yeah, <laughs> marvelous. He's taking the time to actually get caught up on just so much exhaustion. And just every time he's up, like, oh, yeah, wow. Oh, <laughs> he's just passed out. Egan and Corpse Painter taking turns, like slinging him over his shoulder. <laughs> Welcome back from the break. We find our heroes in Crater Bay on this fine sunny snowy morning and y'all know you have to head north to scanty harbor which if all things go well should actually be quite a nice little scenic route you see there is a a seaside trail that just kind of plots about a dozen or so um fishing villages um and then eventually you'll just kind of ride into uh the scanty uh, harbor so as you crest a hill You see the coastline of the Scanty Strait come into view. The frosty trail you tread leads you down the hill and straight through the Cobble District over one of the three grand arch bridges onto the kilometer-wide, half-moon-shaped Dock District. The sound of creaking wood and lapping waves echoes throughout the streets. 
The screeching of sea ravens is drowned out by the chanting of merchants in roadside tents selling exotic goods in the catch of the day. At the end of this trail is the largest building in town, resting atop the slightly bobbing Dock District. And it reads, The Dawn Captain's Quarters. Hagen says, uh, Well, that's where we can go to rent and or buy a boat. And Nordum, that's who you know who signed your contract yeah. as the Dawn Captain. Uh, and as you guys kind of come to this like T-junction in the middle of uh, the Cobble District, you see it is just one road of straight up merchants selling all kinds of goods from their tents. Food, weapons, potions, components, animals. And the whole harbor is a bustle with every kind of ship you can imagine. From dinghies to full-on man-of-wars. And you can feel free to explore that space. Does there appear to be like a... I know you said there's a whole bunch of merchant tents, but is there like a Mm -hmm. big marketplace? Like a... Like a bazaar? Yeah, or like one that would just kind of like... Enough to like... Fill the needs of like long ship hauls and that kind of stuff for food. I'm just like looking for somewhere to buy the food for the town kind of thing. Yeah, you see the small little merchants would have enough for um, you do see like this building uh, squeezed in between a large row of tents um, does just have like a general general goods um, sign out front. But aside from that, you see most of like the food vendors come from fishermen. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do know that you you could buy dried goods at, at that place as well. Yeah. Um, and you see uh, at the far end of town by one of the huge stone arch bridges um, is a church, Takaya. And you think they might have food as well that you could try. Um, so it looks like there's the church up there, uh, the general goods store. Um, Y'all want to split up and see if we could quickly find some food for the town? Sure. It's like a good idea. You just see the light of Valor's eyes just glow up. It's like, oh, yes! And he just takes off. Um, I guess I'll go with him. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Normal follow and tow of Valorous to wherever he's heading towards. Oh, he's like right. a kid in a candy shop being in this like little trading hub. He's just checking out all the stalls. Oh, what are you selling? Oh, how much? Oh, what do you sell? Oh, what do you have? <laughs> hmm. I would like to see Valorous at like a flea market. <laughs> mm. <laughs> just in Very his much the energy he has in that yeah. environment. He is just ah. Oh. He's in his happy place. <laughs> I will mention to Faye, I will check in with the, the, the church of Kaya over there. Would like to accompany you or go your own way? Uh, no, I'm not good at negotiations, so I'll come with you. Okay. Uh, I think Ember is the best, but he does not seem to want to wake up. 
No, I mean, he deserves some sleep. He's had a, a rough go last few days. I'm no. sure between you and I, we can figure it out. All right. We shall walk towards the church of Kaya. See, Egan just kind of like throws his arms up a little bit. He goes, well, I guess I'll get us a boat. And he just starts walking to the harbor. All right. Well, let's start with Valorous and Nordum. I, I, I couldn't feel good about keeping Valorous waiting. So. <laughs> Normal, like, uh, somewhat tried to corral Valorous into, like, stop looking at the small markets. We need a big market. We need food mm. for the town, not for the day. So he'll try. How else are you supposed to build connections? How is he supposed to spread the word? Red Royal Guild, new management, we're the ones to talk to. Get your word out there. Small yes. people talk. But we have a lot on the plate right now. We got a princess that's possibly going to go to war. We got a town that's dying of hunger. And we have a big, huge river sea monster that we got to take care of. That's just get those things at least somewhat dealt with, and then we can do the connections. A little unimpressive Nordum. Valis will do a quick survey of the stalls, and is he able to identify what would probably be the, the stall to talk to to accommodate such a purchase? Yes. Without a doubt, with your uh, expertise in such areas, um, you immediately uh, laser in on this one tent and you see they've got a couple crates that are opened and it's just filled with fruits and vegetables um, from all over Latour. And um, and behind him, he's just got crate upon crate upon crate of this stuff. And by far, he's got the most bulk. It's like, it's, uh, fine, over here. Perfect. Just saunter over to this tent. Wow, look at all this crate of food. Who would have guessed? <laughs> Pretty nice, eh? What are you looking for? Oh, what we, dis- we have discussed previously, like, what's the population size of Red Willow? It's like roughly. It's somewhere around like 500. I think in the first episode I said 1,000, but I've retconned that if I said that. Stick it to okay. about 500. And mostly farming houses, like on the outskirts. Uh, yeah, good day to you. Uh, clearly, you have the wares for it. We need food for 500 people. I don't want to mess around. I'm not looking to play any games. What is your discount rate for bulk purchases? <laughs> you have 30 seconds. Wow, you, you drive a, a hard bargain? I'll give you that. And he looks behind him at all his crates. How much you got? Time is ticking. I'm looking. We for get uh, three hundred gold. Norm looks at Valor's like, "Yeah, I'm negotiating." (laughs) (laughs) Single tier. (laughs) 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 All right, all right. I think I could do that. And you'll throw in a couple, couple extra. Three fifty. Three fifty. I, I look. You're stealing a lot of my business from other clients. You know, I, I gotta be serving everybody. 
And if I'm just going to give you everything, then well, where's that leave us? Makes me look like a... With a pocket full of gold. Yeah, that's true. Well, I like gold. Well, I do. I do. What else did you want? You said you want something extra. If we're buying all this food from you, like I see you have quite the assortment of fruits, you have vegetables, what do you have for meat, what do you have for seasoning, like, we, 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 we're providing for a town. We don't want them to be eating the same meal day in, day out. I don't know about you, but that sounds like, uh, it's not great. I wouldn't recommend. All right. You see that stall down there? And he kind of yeah. points down the road a little bit. He's got all your your dry goods, your grains, your rice, your wheat. You tell him, you tell him Derek sent you, and, and he'll give you a discount for sure. Insight check. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's have it. Ooh, it's it's not great. That's not awful. Uh, uh, oh, turns out I'm plus seven, so it doesn't matter. A uh, seventeen. Yeah, she he he's. You think Derek shoots straight, man? If I was to look over to Nordum, what do you think? 350, and he'll just give you a hard stare when he says it. Hey, about 325. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's, that, that's good, right? Look back over to Derek. <laughs> <laughs> Derek looks back to you, and then he looks back to Nordum. He goes, you got yourself a deal. And he shakes her hand. Aye. Nordum will shake it, hand him the... Uh, gold. And then... Says, you you got a cart for all this? Uh, we got to, uh... We got, a, I guess, call for it. You mean the gold does not include transportation costs? What kind of highway robbery scheme are you running here, Derek? Derek? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> now, now, before, before you get ahead of yourself, all right? You see that dock behind me? One that's shaped like a half moon? Alright? That's where the goods come in. And right here, just across the way, that's where they go out. I don't need transportation. Now, this is on you. So the SAS is free of charge. Understood. It is. Complimentary. Well, I, well the, the cart will be about a day's way. Are you, are you good to hold it for a day? Oh, yeah. Oh, I can do that for you. Uh, Nordum will... On the way to the general goods store, because I'm sure that's where he pointed us there, did, right? Yeah. Or, um, Is there, like, a post office? Or not post office, say. Like a Raven Master or something? A Raven Master, yeah. Some form of communication. Yep, yep there is. Perfect. Uh, Nordum will just quickly go in there. Uh, just asked him to send a letter to oh god mayor um and i want to hear Wong. you say it <laughs> <laughs> go find it again uh Thelonious the third uh something like that and just saying uh send the carts to crater bay Derek. <laughs> yeah just send him just just ask for Derek somewhere in there and you'll find him You'll get your goods. And uh, yeah, to find or come to Crater Bay and get the goods with the carts that he said he will provide. Scanty Harbor. Scanty Harbor, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yep. You betcha. All right. 
and then head on towards the goods, general goods. All right. I, I'm going to say you secure the other half for 350. But right now, you can give me a persuasion check for 325. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Uh, not that great, apparently. Uh, it's an 8 plus 4. So With advantage? 12. Can oh, I give it advantage? advantage? Yes, because Valor's, I imagine, is helping you. Damn right. 19 plus 4. Oh, yeah. All right. 325 it is, and... He's going to store Derek's goods for you. Ooh. Perfect. So we're total in uh, 650. And yeah, the mayor gave us 500, if I'm correct, right? Yeah. Yeah. So only 150 coming out of our pockets. Not bad. Good deal. And you know, you can just take that out of the Willow Guild funds. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. All right. Corpse Paint and Faye. You walk up to what is a pretty it's not gaudy doesn't speak of wealth but it's also pretty nice it's this uh like pearlescent um turquoisey building um a keist elf stands elegantly above the front uh grand entryway Uh, It is just an immaculate statue of who you both as religious people immediately recognize as Kaya, um, goddess of the sea and storms. And coming from inside, you just hear uh, chanting. It's quite melodic and kind of just soothes you. Um, And you walk inside um, really nice. smooth stone floors and walls and you look up there's big arched um, ceilings with the murals painted inside them of Kaya and even a few of Aina and their uh, many fabled miracles they had worked on together and there is a priestess that is kind of leading a um, a ceremony for lack of better terms and you guys just kind of stand there for a few minutes and it comes to a close and she's dressed in um it's kind of got like a fishnet look to it but it is solid it's not like scantily clad or anything and um long braided hair with like seashells and pearls um weaved throughout and she approaches you Travelers, I take it? She looks at you, corpse. It's not all that common to see your kind in Kaya's walls. And I don't mean your race. I do mean being a Templar of Lokor. Well, I could only imagine what this looks like. But what gave it away that I was a Kintar? You have a walk about you. And you see, she is a Keist Elf. Mm-hmm. with sandy uh, white skin. Well, I assume you come here and mean no harm. Harm is the last thing on my mind right now. Then and... Kaya would smite me to turn you away. So what may I be of service? So sensing the hostility, Corpse will stand there a second and he will 
slowly put his hood down and remove his mask. She, um, she says, it is an honor to make your acquaintance. Forgive me, I could only imagine what this looks like, but we are of the Red Willow Guild, and we come in a time of need. The town recently lost a lot of our food stores and our resources, and we were told that the Church of Kaya can be of some assistance. If gold is what you seek, gold is what we have. Um... But other arrangements can also be made. We are open to discussion. She says, um, although your offer is most generous, we would be thrilled to offer our assistance any way possible. We do not have food to give, but we do have plenty of medical supplies that we could donate. All yes? Uh, medical supplies would be great, greatly appreciated. You know, I was taking stock of what we had, and there are some things missing that I hope that you might be able to acquire or donate. Of course. Well, we can compare notes. How about that? See what we can scrounge up. And in exchange, perhaps we can... I know we have already been hired out for it, but... Be rid of the monster that torments the waters here of the harbor? That would be incredible. That monster, although it does live in Kaya's waters, swam from the underworld and has been wreaking havoc to detrimental effect. I can imagine. Have you been able to get any kind of visual of it? Do we know exactly what we're coming up against? Because I'm glad you came to me. I was granted a vision of this atrocity. It appears to be some kind of hybrid. A multi-headed serpent that moves through the water with dozens upon dozens of gigantic tentacles. Tentacles strong enough to pull any ship to a watery grave, and heads capable of snapping mainmasts with a single bite. Does it appear at any specific part of the day? Nighttime? Dawn? Dusk? Or is it... At random, from what we can tell. It would appear it arises at dawn and dusk most days. Some days, nobody sees it. She says, I do have a small gift that I believe will help you in this quest. Oh, thank you. And um, she hands you over a small little uh, wooden box. And it has ten blue potions in it. And um, she says, I think you know when the time will be right to use them. Thank you. Faye looks at like corpse paint and is taken aback from seeing him without his mask. 
Um, do you have anything else? We have medical supplies on the way for Red Willow. You have a beautiful temple, by the way, um, lady, lady priestess. It's very beautiful in here. Oh, you you can call me Merlara. Merlara, you have been most kind. An example for for me and my faith. Thank you for this today. We shall take care of the monster, and if there is anything that the Church of Kaya may need from the Red Willow Guild, and he will say Red Willow Guild just a little, kind of, you know, indicating that just, like, reach out to us. Do not go to the Templars of Lokor. Yes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's made very clear now with the added expression. That's uh, awesome. Just feel free to write to Faye or myself, Corpse Paint. I will keep that in mind. Thank you. She says, I will have your medical supplies brought out in a few moments. She kind of dips into a bow and goes into one of the off-shooting rooms. Corpse will put his mask back on. I don't think he's made eye contact with Faye since having it <laughs> off. <laughs> yes, that is a first that you saw Corpse without his mask on. It is. <laughs> All right. I'm assuming you guys probably meet up in the center of town again. Yeah, mm-hmm. if all business is concluded. Yeah. Uh, well, good news from our part. Uh, we got uh, both fruits and vegetables and dry goods all secured uh, for the town. And they sent off a letter to uh, Thelonious Mayor the Third. Uh, that he can come pick them up. Wonderful. We have procured medical supplies from the Church of Kaya down the road. Perfect. Oh. Uh, Good news. They... It looks like we are not getting out of taking care of this monster, if there was any objection. Oh, no, I'm, I'm ancient for a fight. And you'll just see kind of a slight little electrical crackle to Valos when he says that. Corpse will, nice. corpse will look to you, Valorous, and say, well, Valorous and I have that in common. We have some... Seems like Lutor is having a bit of a problem with things coming up from the underworld, and I have been dying for another chance. I wonder why that is. <laughs> I imagine I, I'm surprised it hasn't come up yet that like because probably the news of Vendavar killing this ice demon single-handedly probably would have spread hey yeah I would think so I so I don't know like at some point corpse probably heard that and went impossible <laughs> east boy he's just a child <laughs> Clearly, I softened him up for him. <laughs> Excellent. Well, what do you guys do now? Hey, well, I guess I guess we should uh, go meet up with the Adagi Guild. Uh, maybe even talk with um, the Harbor Master. Was it the Harbor Master? No. Dawn uh, Captain. Um, Dawn Captain, thank you. Yeah. Um, you know that they are pretty much in charge of 
all of Scanty Harbor, you know, mm -hmm. the cobble district. And the dock district, so they're a good person to know for sure. So I think we should talk to them as well and get more information on this creature and whatnot. Corpse will also mention that Egan went to secure a boat. Perfect. To there we shall go. All right. Lead the way, Commander. <laughs> Every time Valorous needs to get a dig in on Nordum, it's just straight to the Commander well. Yep. <laughs> just right to the big shiny red button. Just boom. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Valorous. <laughs> um, so you guys uh, walk on to the uh, dock district and there's like a, a large number of homes here, buildings, um, huge like wharfs with cranes coming off of them, uh, loading and unloading these large vessels. Um, and so it's quite a bustle. You'd think even on this this dock district alone, there's probably a thousand people walking around. Um, and this is definitely a busier site than than the cobble district was Um but that's neither here nor there. You guys walk into um, the Dawn Captain's quarters and you see um, Lady Law and Drekenstaff are just kind of casually sitting on a bench out front, uh, soaking up some sun. And you walk inside and the whole floor is made out of this like very durable glass. It kind of gives off like a weird feeling as you first walk in. Because you think you're just going to walk into nothing and splash into the water, but you don't. And um, there are all kinds of things hanging from the ceilings, nets, harpoons, tridents, kegs, barrels, you name it. And um, a woman sits with her cuffed boots uh, rested on the table. And she's got a large uh, tricorn hat with a feather sticking out of it. And a leather jerkin and long, like almost like leather trench coat. And Egan, Kithlin, and Princess Vasana, they're sitting around the table with her. And he goes, Ah, here they are. Your hired guild. I, uh, pleasure to make your acquaintance, uh, Dawn Captain. She kind of swings her legs off the table and slams her boots on the ground and stands up. She's quite a tall, like, burly woman. She walks over to you and she shakes her hand. Normal shake back. Uh, so I hear you have a a uh, creature on the loose in the seas that you've had a problem with. We do. And we figured we'd hire the most successful guild on the West to deal with it for us. But Nor normal, at a first like glance, that is not you. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Norm first looked at like uh, again, like, yeah, and then she said, like, oh. <laughs> uh, where, where's Delinar and, and Ulbrich? Delinar Ulbrich, sorry. And Beric? Um, they, they are no longer with us, unfortunately. Right. So, intelligence is not your strong suit, clearly. Loris. <laughs> yeah, she just gives you a deathly glare, and you see... Kithlin stifles a laugh. Well, Valorous, frankly, it isn't. 
we are concerned with what's on the water and mainland problems. Well, are there their own problems most of the time? However, I'm sorry to hear of the guild's passing. But you're here, and it looks like at least you think you're up to the task. Well, I'm, I'm sure we've had uh, bigger tasks before, so I'd say we're up to it. Compared to our mainland problems, this will be a walk in the park. <laughs> just kind of looks at you all. I'm just like, it's oh just like, face <laughs> like a little bit head in hands, like, oh my gosh, okay. <laughs> Why did I pick this group of misfits? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they picked you. <laughs> oh. Uh, do you have any more information on the creature, at least? Besides uh, lots of tentacles, uh, devours boats, and is somewhere in the sea out in this bay? That's really rather the gist of it. You could talk to Merlara. She seemed to have the most information for some reason. She wasn't overly keen to share, but... Well, I mean, she is your priestess of Kaya, goddess mm. of sea and storms, like it seems only natural that she would have information of a sea monster. She was yes, not all helpful. of us. Yes, of course, mate. She, she was quite helpful for us. Good. I'm glad you will need all the help you can get on this particular venture. I have made arrangements with Princess Vaseneth to secure you a boat. Three-masted sloop should do you nicely. Four cannons... Harpoon gun. Perfect. Uh, that that seems awesome. Uh, thank you. This is John, Captain. Uh, do you have a general direction of we should uh, go? Just kind of like gives you a, gives you a shake of the head. Really, just anywhere in the scanty strait should do. Okay. Uh, do you know the last? Uh, time it attacked someone or something last night I believe oh perfect so the, the monster is fresh that's for sure it be full for a few days but I'm sure if you spend enough time out there you'll spot it or it'll spot you rather corpse will want to go and buy a metric fuck ton of arrows at some point <laughs> before hitting the boat <laughs> The technical term, metric fuckton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, she says she can actually supply you with more um, harpoons and arrows. Um, she says uh, you can pay me now or I can take it out of your uh, fee if you should return. Oh, I'm, I'm good for it. How much? Right. She can give you um, four bundles of 25 arrows. So 100 arrows for 20 gold pieces. Okay. Uh, I will buy 500 for 100 gold. <laughs> nice. And, I, um... Wait, literally, a metric font. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she just brings over a crate. And then she brings over another crate. And she brings over a third crate. She goes, yeah, <laughs> I think that's all of them. And then she says... I'm just going to throw in 20 harpoons because I, I didn't think you'd spend that much gold. So here you go. Well, 
probably didn't need that much, but it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. You can, you can always bring them back and I'll buy them back from you too, if you'd like. Ah, there we go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> For the same rate, right? <laughs> he looks at you, ignores you. <laughs> Uh, my final question would be maybe do uh, does this beast have a favorite kind of food that it goes after? Like, is it mainly the fishing vessels or like fruit and vegetables or like what is this mostly going after? To be entirely honest, it's quite random. Doesn't okay. really seem um, the ships that have floundered. With, you know, 50 plus, 100 plus men, none return. So we think it's a hungry beast. Uh, it, we were told that it came up from the underworld. So I do believe that it's probably just hell bent on creating chaos. Sounds like you nailed it on the head with that. That's what I've heard about the underworld. So if I may. What kind of armaments do you have on land? Do you have any cannons or ballistas on any stations posted along the coast? There are a few watchtowers posted along the coast between here and Serenstrom. Um, as Princess Vaseneth will say, the Rogarians didn't want any on their coastlines. Um, but those are only every few hundred kilometers, so the nearest one from here is probably a day's ride north. And, and you know, they're guarded and have uh, some ballista, but why? So nothing close by that could potentially aid us from shore? Hit it from a couple of angles? No. No, it, it wouldn't come close enough to shore for any of our weapons to reach anyways. I like where your head is at, though. Mm. Smart sometimes. Mm. I can see that. Do you ever feel like you're going to fall through this floor here? <laughs> yes, I, I love it. It keeps me on my toes. Every once in a while, I'll nod off from being tired, and then I'll think I'm falling into the water and good as rain again. Yeah. <laughs> See, Aiken kind of gets up, shakes a hand, and uh, escorts Princess Vasanath out. Norm will shake the Don's captain's hand and follow in tow. All right. Um, so you guys walk on board this ship. Uh, it's quite an impressive vessel, and um, this captain greets you. Um, a light, uh, breezy tunic with a uh, leather strap. Um, across his chest. He's got three flintlock pistols on it, a saber on each hilt. And you see he is an Aquan, which, Nordum, you found uh, near the the Death Cultists uh, temple. And um, so he has, like, uh, light blue skin, um, sharp, jagged teeth, uh, like, fishy serpentine eyes, and um, you see that there's like a faint um, scale to his skin. It kind of looks like he's got scales without, but they're not like, you know, they're not sticking out or anything. <laughs> and he uh, 
introduces himself as Captain Alu. I heard you guys are on your way to the Ocean Borough. Hi, um, nice to meet you, Captain. I, I am Northern Iron Boot. I am the guild master right now. Uh, this is the rest of the guild, and we're on the Ocean Borough and possibly fight a monster along the way. Yes, I've been wanting to take a crack at that beast for some time. I'm glad we have someone as brave as you as steering the ship, so... So, please, now. I I, I try. I try my best. And you see Ember is just, like, very happy. You think he's, like, kind of back in his element being on a ship on the coast. And uh, Captain Alu says, well, are we ready to depart? Have you um, fought sea monsters before? Aye, you name it. All kinds. Is it a common thing on the water? Oh yes, are you not, you're not really a a seafarer? It's hard to say when it's your first time, but you know. Valorous will inside check the captain when he says, oh yeah, all kinds, (laughs) what what do you want to (laughs) know? Awesome. Yeah, give me that inside check. I fought one earlier today. <laughs> it was a big whopper of a bass. <laughs> it's a 13 plus 7, so dirty 20. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> you think he's fought one sea monster. And, oh, he is, and he is very proud of it. <laughs> Valor, she'll just kind of like stuff. Like, hmm. Okay. Okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Better than him not fighting a sea monster, I'll say that. I guess any experience is better than none. I mean, <laughs> sea monster is a pretty vague classification, so... A big squid. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, he it was a sea that goblin. Like, ah. He sees that you're, like, catching on to him, Valorous, and he's like, oh, well, better set sail. And he just, like, rushes off to go start barking orders. <laughs> that was abrupt. Valorous, what did you do? You didn't even say anything. I mean, he says he's fought many, but, you know, uh, I don't know okay. about that one. I don't know about that one. Oh boy, well, wish us luck. Should we have asked... Crap. Mil- mir- 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 oh boy. Mirara. <laughs> Thank you. I can't say that, apparently. Should we have asked her for a blessing from Kaya? Is that a thing? I... Something really tell, something tells me she's probably already on it. Oh, hopefully. Well, we need all the help we can get, and I think we were nice. I think so, too. You did very well. So you guys set sail through the scanty strait, heading towards the Half Moon Sea. And it's about midday, and I'm going to give you guys just some time to... Explore the boat, see what you can see, get to know whoever you want to get to know. I think I'll hang out with my buddy Egan for a little bit. All right. Valor is taking a little aback. You know, this is kind of like a trip down memory lane. He'll be kind of observing everyone going through the motions of navigating the boat and correcting as he sees fit. Because, you know, oh, yeah? he, complete, he completely thinks he knows better. 
I was like, no, 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 no. You need to do this instead. <laughs> oh, no. What? It was, an, it was a solid, solid effort, but you know, I can just do it better than you. It's fine. <laughs> what? what? That doesn't sound like Valorous. <laughs> Whatever do you mean? Whatever do you mean? He's the, he's the quiet conservative one, right? Oh, yeah. You see, um, it's just like this old, old sailor, and you're just like, no, 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 no. I, I, I can do this better. And let's just get a dex check from you with advantage, just to see if you can, you know, do this rigging a little better. A dex check. Hey, I'm pretty good at those. Uh, that is a 16. So you're like having a competition with this old sailor and he rolls a nat one and has a heart oh. attack. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> 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 oh no! Valorous hey. just killed this man! Hey! <laughs> oh shit! You didn't see this old sailor hit the deck. Spare the dying, spare the dying. You're okay, right. you're okay. So you guess spare the dying. Oh my god. And well, yeah, I mean, I'm, to be honest, I'm not gonna waste his spell slot for this, so. That's, so Lady Law comes over and joins you. And she goes, quick thinking, Faye. And she puts two two fingers on his chest and a little like pulse of electricity hits him. And this old sailor just jumps straight up and he goes. <gasps> no, you're wrong, Valorous. I can do this better. And he just gets back up and starts going back at it. Valorous is taking it back. And like, you know what? That's dedication. I respect it. Mm. Yeah, you looks at yeah, Faye. Uh, just Faye will just call after the old timer. You teach that young whippersnapper what to, huh? Just do it. Oh, you bet I will, Missy. <laughs> Gives Valorous like a a wink. <laughs> wow, you're so good at that, Mister Sailor Man. You're doing great. Egan looks to you, corpse paint, and he goes, "Well, you see all sort of weird things when you're traveling around, don't you?" <laughs> You're telling me, my friend. Listen, I, I, I gotta be honest with you before we, uh, we tackle this monster and we go to the ocean burrow. Mm -hmm. I like you and your guild, and I don't say that about many, but if it comes to saving one of you or saving Princess Vasenith, there is no decision for me to make. I will let you die. Well, I would expect no less a man of your rank and background. You know, same could be said for me. Kind of looks at you with some respect. But I do appreciate the honesty. I've found a unit can only work well if honesty and trust is put forth. Just want to be honest with you, corpse mate. Let's hope it doesn't come to that, though. Regardless of the outcome, I feel we are in good hands. And he kind of... He kind of just, like, leans in for a minute. Just a word of advice. Don't get on Vasanath's bad side. Steer clear of her for this journey. Corpse will just nod. Say, Duly noted. Alright. What else is happening on the boat? Valorous is taking it easy after, you know, indirectly causing a heart attack. You know, he's... he's <laughs> a step back. <laughs> Good call. Oh, uh, at some point I will 
want to just talk to Faye real quick regarding those potions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so we see there's quite a number of them there. Should we yeah. dis distribute them now and say that these are from the priestess and to wait until the time comes or should we just wait until the time comes before we just distribute them? What do you think? Uh, well, I was actually going to talk to Drekken staff to see if he could be able to identify what exactly these are. Um, and depending on that, would pro I would probably distribute them if they're going to be some like helpful at um at a quick moment's notice. Okay. Um, the goes to say something and then just uh, never mind. It's it's all good. Um, and we'll kind of head down, blush, and head off towards uh, wherever Drakenstaff is located. Yeah. So you kind of like leave that interaction and you pass Kitlin mm -hmm. and then she gets on one knee and you start hearing her say, oh, well, you're a cute little guy, aren't you? <laughs> Talking to Luna? Yes, you look back and for whatever reason, she can see Luna. And Luna is actually kind of like given into it as like Kitlin is just like rubbing uh, their cheek. He has a bit of an attitude. Just be careful. I've met a few Ammons before, and they're all a bit cheeky. Mm -hmm. Guess as an assassin, it's not out of place for you to see them. <laughs> Every, they we're just having this conversation out in the open, and I think besides Nordum, no one else knows that Luna exists, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. She goes, uh, well, it started when I was young, but yeah. My occupation does bring me in their vicinity from time to time. You're right. For what it's worth, I'm sorry. I know those who see them brush death often. Luna's provided me some comfort lately. It's become quite a quite a good stress reliever, I guess. She goes, ah. Glad you have that. And you see Kithlin kind of just like Stands up, heel turns and walks away. Kind of like, kind of rudely, to be honest. Did I say something wrong? Oh, well. And you notice Drekenstaff is at the, uh, the rear of the boat. Can't think of whatever the fuck that's called. The prow? That's probably so wrong. Who knows? The ass. The ass of the boat. The boat ass. <laughs> the technical term. Love it. <laughs> Uh, Steph is kind of just, uh, as usual, reading a book, and he's kind of, like, leaning up against the taffrail. Um, and he looks up at you, he goes, Yes, Miss Walker? Um, I have some potions that we were gifted from the priestess of Kaya. She said that we would know when to use them, but I'm wondering if you can identify what it is exactly. Sorry, everybody. Our chat is blowing up because apparently it's called a stern. <laughs> Bunch of nosy Nellies over here. Just couldn't help ourselves. We're just like Googling. What's the back end of a bow? It's wonderful. <laughs> Watch me forget that in five minutes and then I'll make the same mistake. 
fair. Or you're gonna call for the front end, or like yeah. this side, the left <laughs> side, the right side. Well, I don't know, man. Both stuff. <laughs> Both stuff. Um, you, you show Drek and Steph uh, this little crate. It's got some hay on the bottom and sticking out the slats. And he picks one up and he kind of gives it a swirl. He goes, "Most wonderful. This potion will not only give you a quite an adequate." swimming speed it will allow you to breathe water and air quite a quite a unique feat what else I sense a third property but it's hidden from me because you could leave one with me and I could study it further if you wish Um, I don't sense it to be harmful but you never know with magical effects yeah, I, I mean, there's enough here for both both of each member of the guild, so I, I, I get, once I figured out what they were, I was going to gift one to each of us. Excellent. Well, I suggest you do that now, because you never know when this monster might strike. And yeah. If I uncover this secret, I will let everyone know immediately. Thank you. And they will go about and distribute the potions. And we'll... When she gets to Kithlin, um, she instructs Luna to just... just be a companion to Kithlin. Just keep her company. Um... Faye can obviously tell that she said something wrong, but it's not sure what she did. So Luna, just give her lots of cuddles. It'll be fine, I think. So you give Luna this potion and they walk over to uh, Kithlin and, and give it to her. And Kithlin kind of, you know, starts to hang out with Luna. And within a few moments, you see Luna takes on she just becomes like writhing shadow um you know as like you she just becomes like a celestial body at being a gloom elf but you think for this shadow scorn she just becomes and it just looks like it's just misting off of her the entire time um you haven't actually seen kithlin's hair but you know that the shadow scorn races their hair just mists away like a waterfall's basin essentially and uh, Luna's whole body is beginning to do that as she just goes pure black with these beaming white eyes peering through. And you see Kithlin gives a big smile at that. And we'll hand potion to Corpse Paint and relay uh, information that Drakenstef shared with her. Hmm. We can swim well, ability to breathe water and air, and some sort of third property that he's investigating further. Well, the ability to breathe and swim will probably most likely come in handy. Uh, Nordum, is there anything you have to say? Or? Uh, yeah, is where's uh, Vicenna? Princess Vicenna? Yeah. You see, she's actually gone below deck and um, she's pouring over um, just some papers um, by candlelight on this kind of pretty old and well-used table. Uh, normal go up to her and uh, so what uh, what exactly is the plan 
when we meet Arden here? Well, to discuss terms, he made it clear that they want to continue the mining. My sister, and most frustratingly, my brother, seem to disagree with that. But when Iridinium is involved, greed seems to replace any kind of conscience, I suppose. And what what would be the next steps if this goes poorly? Well, I mean, depends on a number of things. You're a commander, or were, should I say, but we would... If the Silver Dwarves didn't leave the mine in the ruptured range, then we would force them out. And if they didn't like that, then I'm sure they would find a way of showing it. Yeah, that's... That's the part I'm afraid of. As am I, good dwarf. But you see how I am left with little option. I... Yes, that that is true. Would your, um sister be more would she most likely intensify things very quickly if things went awry wouldn't Ruby Reinhardt yeah she would my sister hates one thing is it's losing let me ask you a question sure how much time did you spend with the Gem of Domination? Well, how... Is that up to me? Or... Is there... Yeah, vaguely, for the okay. most part. You, you know that you were trusted to transport it, so... Yeah. You definitely could have had some time alone with it, for sure. I would say, like... Throughout my career, I was probably looking after it for a good ten years. The amount mm-hmm. of time actually in contact with it very little like maybe a total of a day over the 10 years I would say not very much did you ever see it in use I I have quite a few times especially by the queen or at least tried to by the queen and perhaps maybe you should have some faith in me and my siblings. It's not quite that I don't have faith. It's just I have a pretty good idea of how, if things go awry, how it would be bad for everyone. And that's what I'm more or less worried about. Oh, I know. Trust me, my culture and history is steeped and mastering the art of war. I really don't want it to come to that since we've moved on from those times, but you can attest that the dwarves are stubborn. Aye. They they are that. And I guess Norman will probably just walk away. Alright. Well, I'm gonna say you all eventually find sleep either on ye old poop deck or in some swinging uh, don't you guys just love it when the word is so obvious and it doesn't come to your mind I love that <laughs> swinging hammock a ham hammock perhaps 
<laughs> Fucking hammock. <laughs> and uh, eventually the entire boat feels as though it's been it's hit land as everything swings and jostles forward tables fall over crates tumble off one another lanterns swing and someone on the crow's nest screams it's the beast and that is where we will end this week's episode Episode 14, Omens of War, everybody. That omen is getting pretty strong. We hope you enjoyed this production of Fables of Latour. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And give us a follow on Facebook and Twitter for any future updates.